you guys doing? Last week, Pastor Tony started our series, God Never Said That, and I'm here to end that series. Last week, Pastor Tony talked about how, you know, the phrase, it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you don't hurt anyone. Well, we found out that God never said that, all right? We're going to be saying that a lot, all right? So when I say a phrase, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say mine, which is only God can judge me. When I say that, I, want, I need you guys to say God never said that, all right? I need you to say it enthusiastically like I did, all right? Maybe stand up, point a finger. God never said that, all right? Be creative with it. Let's have some fun with it, all right? So we're going to be talking about that phrase, only God can judge me. And before I go further, I want to echo something Pastor Tony said last week, which is, you guys, be sure to be in your word. Make sure you're reading your scripture. You're reading your Bible. So that when someone says something, you know if God said that or not. You know for yourself. It's not just, you know, I told you or Pastor Tony told you or Pastor Safan told you. But you know for yourself because you are in your word and you read the Bible, right? So we want to make sure you guys don't get deceived by the world. All right, so only God can judge me. You guys, you guys are asleep. You guys are asleep. Let's try it again. Only God can judge me. That's right. He never said that. You know, it's funny when someone says that, usually they just did something bad and they're like trying to get like get out of it. They're like, only God can judge me, all right? And they just like cheated on the test or something like that. They're trying to get out of it and they justify it with that statement. But God never said that. So we're going to be looking at three things tonight, and it's going to be the misconception, the meaning, and then me, all right? How does it apply to me? So usually when you hear the word judge, you know, you have a negative uh, connotation to it. So let's get to our first point, which is the misconception. Misconception. So what, what are people actually saying when they say only God can judge me? Like, what are they... Appreciate that. You guys are on your toes. You guys are on your toes. I like it. All right. So let's look at that word judge. All right. Look up the definition of the word judge, and it means to form an opinion or conclusion about. Right? That doesn't sound too bad, right? You form an opinion. We form opinions every day, right? Some of you guys are forming opinions of me right now, right? You're judging me. That's okay. It's just to form an opinion or conclusion about. All right, so that doesn't involve an action. After you form that judgment, whatever you act on, you know, that's on you afterwards. But the actual judging doesn't sound so bad, right? All right, so one time I had to make a judgment. Uh, I was at a Sweet 16. I was you guys' age, and, you know, we're dancing. This is back when the Soldier Boy was in, right? So, you know, everyone's dancing, you know, you, right? So I'm getting it in. Dancing, for some reason, I always notice these things, all right? So I'm dancing, you know, you, right? So I just turn, and then I see this girl, and her dress is ripped all the way down the back. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Of course I notice it. So I'm looking around like, is someone going to, like, help her? Like, someone do something. No one noticed. So I go to my female friend. I'm like, uh, yo, got a situation over here. She goes over, tells her, and then kind of, you know, takes her off the dance floor. And so in that moment, I formed an opinion. 
all right, and I acted on her, right? And I bet she was happy that someone told her that her whole dress was ripped down the back and she didn't have someone just point out in the middle like, oh, your dress is ripped. Like, that way only like two people noticed instead of the whole uh, Sweet 16 people. So she was happy I made that judgment, right? I formed an opinion and then so I judged her and then I acted, right? Not so bad, right? All right, so the verse that a lot of people get, you know, only God can judge me from, I believe, you're good, you're good, is Matthew 7, verse 1, that says, do not judge or you too will be judged. So people look at that verse and they're like, don't judge me or you're going to get judged, so we pretty much just shouldn't judge at all, right? But only God can judge me? God never said that. That is right. So I looked deeper into that word judge, all right, and I went to the original, original Greek, and the word for judge in Greek is kreno, all right? I, ha- I hit the little uh, sound button that tells you how to pronounce it, and I was like, kreno, and I was like, oh, I got it. You know, I can roll my R's real good, you know, kreno, you know, sounds good, you know. But kreno means to separate. All right, so we're getting a little deeper into this word. And I believe this is what people are saying when they say only God can judge me. They're saying, they're saying, don't single me out. They're saying, don't separate me from everyone else. Like, don't single out what I'm doing. Like, I just want to live my life. Like, don't point that out. I believe that's what people are saying when they say only God can judge me. Right. They're saying, don't judge me. Don't condemn me. Don't hold me to a higher standard than you're holding everyone else. I don't want that. So Jesus, in this scripture, he's not making this general statement like, don't judge or you're going to be judged. He's not, it's not like this blanket statement. What he's meaning in this uh, is described in verse 3 of the same chapter, where it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. So he's talking about a specific type of judging, right? He's saying where it's a hypocritical type of judgment, where you're condemning people, where maybe, you know, you cheated on like one test, or you cheated on like 10 tests, but you see someone cheat once, and you're like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But then you know, you know well in the back of your mind that you just cheated on the past 10 tests. That's what it's saying. Don't be judgmental. Don't be hypocritical. And so, this is something that the church is often stereotyped for. You know, people come into church or they don't come and they're like, I don't want to come because they're going to judge me. They're going to judge the way I look. They're going to judge the way I speak. And they're going to condemn me, right? That's what a lot of people think when they hear that word judge. You know, some people, when they hear that word judge, maybe they think of something, something like this. Order! Order! I will have order in this court. All rise. All rise. The Honorable Judge Daniel is here. What is your name, son? Devante. Devante. All right, okay. Why, why are you here? Why, what are you doing here? I stole someone's Fortnite account. Oh, my gosh. You stole someone's Fortnite account? 
Yeah, it was kind of easy. He, he thought I was gonna give him free V bucks. He just gave me all his information. V bucks? I don't even know what that is, son. You know what? You know what? You going to jail, all right? You going to jail. You're a terrible person, all right? You shouldn't have done that, okay? Judgment has been had. All right, give it up for Devontae. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you think of that when you hear the word judge. You think of, in a court of law, someone's condemning you, right? They're sentencing you to something. And so going back to Pastor Tony's uh, sermon last week, right? It's okay to call a sin a sin. You know, th that doesn't mean we're judging them, but it means that we're identifying the sin for what it is. You know, we don't have to, you know, sugarcoat it or call it something else. That's okay. That's not what we're talking about. So we have the misconception, but what is the meaning? Like, what, what are we supposed to do when it comes to judging others? All right, so Judge Daniel was clearly way over the top, right? But is it okay to judge others? Only God can judge me? He never said that. I believe our answer is in 1 Corinthians 5. So Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, and we're going to break down a few of the verses in this chapter. In verse 1 it says, I can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you, something that even pagans don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. Okay, this sounds like judgment, right? He's like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, this, something pagans don't even do. Sounds like judgment, right? Let's go a little deeper. Let's go to verse 3. In verse 3 it says, even though I am not with you in person, let's pause right there, this dude ain't even there. All right, and he's judging him. So he literally wrote this out and then sent it to the person saying, hey, I'm judging you, right? So it sounds a little weird, right? Let's go. Let's continue reading. So even though I'm not with you in person, I'm with you in the spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man. Whoa. He judged him. That's bad, right? Let's continue reading. So we go to verse 4, and it says, In the name of the Lord Jesus. So now we get the rest of that sentence. All right? In verse 3, it said, I have passed judgment on this man, but in the name of the Lord Jesus. So he's not doing it in his own power. If you guys remember Paul, he was a pretty terrible guy before he found Jesus, right? He was out here crucifying Christians, dragging them from their jobs. He was like the enemy of Christ. Right? He was a pretty bad person before that. So he wasn't doing it through his own strength or uh, merit or anything like that. He was doing it through the power of God and God's law. So we go to verse 5, and it says, Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved in the day the Lord Return. So now we get the full picture of why he passed judgment on this man. So he knew this man was doing something wrong, and he passed judgment on him because he wanted him to be saved. So this man was doing something wrong, he's like, hey, stop doing that, because I want you to go to heaven when Jesus comes back. So we see the motives behind it, where he's judging him from, 
and all that kind of stuff. Remember that word judge means pleno, to separate, right? As Christians, we're supposed to be set apart. You know, sometimes it's good to be called out. Now, I bet someone, I bet this guy in this next video wished that someone called him out. So no one told this dude he had a big old stain on his shirt. He, was, he goes to his job interview, and he looks like a fool, right? I watched that video like four or five times. I, I could not for the life of me, even though I tried to focus on what he was saying. I still couldn't figure out what he was saying. It was so hard. But a lot of us are like that, right? Well, we see these stains on people, and we're like, well, we don't say anything about it. So they end up looking foolish, just like this guy in his job interview. So we see that when Jesus says, do not judge or you'll be judged, he's talking about a specific kind of judgment, right? Hypocritical judgment, condemning judgment. That's what he's talking about. And that it's okay to judge when, you know, you're coming from the right place, when you're, you know, creno, separating them, you're setting them apart, trying to save them, when you have the right motives. But what does that mean for us, right? What does that mean for me? So let's go to that next point. All right. So we're going to continue in that same chapter to figure that out. How do we know who to judge? In verse 9, it says, When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that, right? So you're going you're gonna to always run into people who are living in sin, who are doing the wrong things. That's not who Paul is talking about in this passage. You know, people who come to church and they don't know God, we're called to love them because through that love, hopefully we can bring them to God. And once they're Christians, then we can hold them accountable because as Christians, we're supposed to be set apart, right? At that time, we can judge them. We can set them apart, creno, right? So let's continue reading. In verse 12, it says, What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? In a different translation, it says, Isn't it my responsibility to judge outside? It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinners. So Paul makes it crystal clear. We are supposed to judge those inside the church. Remember that word judge means creno, to form an opinion, to separate. I know that word judge has a negative connotation, but we're trying to change it, right? Try to change it around. So we are supposed to judge our Christian family and friends. And in a simple word, we're supposed to hold them accountable. Simply put, since that word judge is kind of weird, we're going to say hold them accountable. Now, I'm not saying to be like Judge Daniel. You know, he was way over the top, you know, being super condemning. But I'm saying to be like Paul, 
when he went to that man and he passed judgment on him. He set him apart and said, you shouldn't be doing this. I don't want you to go to hell when Jesus comes back. I want you to be saved. This is what we need to be doing with our friends, with our families who call themselves Christians, who call themselves Christ followers. So Pastor Tony, last week we talked about how, you know, sometimes we tolerate sin and uh, we know we call it something else and it makes it less. But I feel like we can do that a lot and we can make that stop us from holding them accountable. So maybe you have bad friends or you know someone that has bad friends and you rationalize it. You're like, well, you know, they've been friends for a long time, so it's cool. Or you're like, you know what, I'm affecting them more than they're affecting me. And so you let yourself, you know, get corrupted by bad company. It says that in the Bible. Bad company corrupts good character. It's going to happen. I said that before when I had bad friends. I was like, you know what, I'm affecting them. Meanwhile, I was cursing and saying things I knew I shouldn't be saying. Maybe you curse and you lie. And you're like, you know what, God has grace for me. It's okay. Only God can judge me. Good, good. You're still awake. Maybe you say that. But you didn't read in Romans 6, 1, where it says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. How can I? We are those who have died to sin. How can I go on living in it? Maybe, this is, this is the big one. All right? Some of us have Christian friends, or maybe uh, we have said, th- said this before. We say, you know what? I just don't feel God right now. Like, he just feels super far away. I haven't experienced him. How do we hold ourselves, our friends accountable? Do we say, yeah, you're right, man. It'll, it'll get better. Or do you say, well, have you been reading the Bible? Have you been going to church? Have you been praying? Maybe that's why you feel far from God or God feels far away. In Matthew 7, 7 verse 8 says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So are we holding ourselves and our, our Christian friends accountable to do that? Don't say God has been silent when your Bible has been closed. All right, I need someone to judge me right now, to set me apart. What's wrong with this? Cloth, it is. Thank you. See, that was good. You know, you guys, you guys, you guys helped me with that, all right? It was okay. It was okay. I made a mistake. You called me out, and I know, all right? <laughs> How can we say what the Bible says if we don't read our Bibles? That Thai commercial was funny. But how many of our friends are walking around with stains on their character, stains on their soul? And we know exactly where, the, where they are and what they are. But we don't say anything. We just let them walking around looking foolish. See, the truth is the Bible tells us not to judge in a hypocritical way or a self-righteous way. But it does tell us to hold those who call themselves Christians 
accountable. Now, I want to close with this story about accountability. And I need you guys to focus in, all right, because it's, it's a little tongue twistery, all right? So basically, this is a story about four people, and their names are everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. Now, there was an important job to be done, and everyone, everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do that, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. But did you guys grasp that? Did you guys understand what that said? The important job here is accountability, right? Everybody is asked to do that. It says that in verse 12. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. It's crystal clear. Everybody is supposed to do that. But everybody assumes that somebody is doing it, right? We know our friends are doing these things, and we're like, you know what? Their parents will take care of that. Maybe you say, oh, the Pastor Daniel's supposed to take care of that, or Pastor Tony, or Pastor Leo, or Pastor Stefan will take care of that. Well, that somebody should be us. That somebody should be you. That somebody should be me. But everybody assumes that somebody is doing it, which leaves nobody doing what anybody could have done. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Our friends are hurting. Our friends are sinning. They're living these terrible lives, and we know we know, we see these stains, and we let them walk around with it. When is it going to change? When are we going to start holding them accountable? When are we going to be the church and call out a friend and say, hey, I know you've been doing this. It's wrong. I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to be saved. When are we going to start doing that? God did call us to love non-believers. So I'm not saying to go to, you know, your non-Christian friends and be like, you need to change. We're called to love those people because they're not in the church. And hopefully through that love, through that acceptance, they can come to Christ. I'm talking about those people that are in the church, that we know are Christian, that we watched have a, have a salvation call. And they said, I give my life to Jesus. And you know they're not living right. Those are the people we need to hold 
accountable, that we need to judge, that we need to separate, to set apart. Because even though we're in the world, we're not of it. 